Welcome back to The Remote Worker. My name is Han Talbot, also known as Han Meets World, and today we'll be chatting with Tara Terpstra. Currently based in Texas, USA, Tara is an artist, graphic designer, and post-production freelancer, which she carries out from home. Inspired to live life on her own terms, she is also about to embark on a four-month programme with Remote Year. She is also my wonderful accountability partner. In this episode, we talk about starting out as a freelancer, why travel is important to Tara's lifestyle, and the benefits of having an accountability partner as a remote worker. So grab a coffee, a tea, or something stronger, and let's get started. So, Tara, thank you so much for coming on to the Remote Worker Podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> I'm excited. We've been chatting about this for so long, and finally, like, it's happening, and you're here too, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> yeah, I'm like over the moon that you are doing this and chatting with all kinds of people who are making remote working happen. So, thank you for bringing this to life. That's <laughs> big gosh. So without further ado, Tara, tell us how you got into remote work. So it was a little bit of working on my own side projects is how it started. I was doing my own website and watching tutorials and teaching myself. And through that, I actually found all these people who were working remotely. They were sharing their journey of like working fewer hours. And I knew that it was a lifestyle that I wanted. Basically, it just started there with my own project. And then I found other people who needed web design services. And it's something that I didn't have to be there for. And then, of course, the great COVID hit. And then the whole world went remote. So it really helped open me up to the possibilities of like everything that could be remote. Yeah, amazing. I mean, it's it's a funny one to try and talk about remote work after the pandemic. Well, or even after, we're still kind of in it, really. But it's a funny one to try and talk about when basically so many people are like remote workers now. But right, you did mention a couple bits about the sort of change of pace and the kind of hours that you were doing and whatnot, and just kind of how you'd like things to look differently. Was there like a moment of inspiration, or was there like kind of a, a mission or a goal that you were kind of hoping to go after in doing remote work? Yeah, it was like a grand progression. I mean, my history had been, I was working for in retail in like big box stores. And even back then I was, I always felt boxed in um, Uh, by those environments. And just like my life was passing, you know, you go in there, there's not many windows, there's all that. And I would just be like, My life is passing me by in this box. And so I knew I wanted something different. I didn't know what that would look like for me at the time. But then I noticed I gravitated more towards... Then I got into like coffee and the coffee houses I chose to work in had like massive windows. So it connected me more to the outside. I've always loved being outside. So that helped. And then I transitioned into working on film sets. And that honestly had us like... We were in a different place every day, different environment, different location. And I was, I fell in love with that. Granted, I was working, but I felt like it was some of the hardest work I've ever done in my life. But because I was able to experience new things, meet so many different people all the time, because the projects were short term, it's not like my retail or coffee jobs where you're always working with the same people. You have customers come in, but It was a very different thing working on film because you're with different people for like six weeks and then you're with a whole new group of people and, and going and visiting, like I was in New York city when I was working on in film. 
So really seeing parts of the city I never would have seen before, that sense of discovery and exploration really lit me up. And it's actually one of the one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. And so when I I was like, I want more of this, but the hours are long. They're like 12, 14 hour days. So I wanted something I knew I loved, like getting out and exploring. It's what makes me feel alive. But I knew that I wanted to do it on my terms. I wanted to see the places that I wanted to see. Because even though I was experiencing new places, I didn't have the time to explore them because I was doing my job, right? Like I'm running errands, doing whatever. And I wanted, I so wanted to be able to just go off and explore some of these places that I was in. But I'd have to go back and do that on my own time. But I would love something that was more of a hybrid. So uh, on the side, I'd always been kind of building up my own business. I was really passionate. I discovered sustainability and really felt passionate to try and do something in that world. So on the side, I had been just like dabbling in that. So that's where the website part comes in. Mm -hmm. And that's when I discovered that, wow, maybe I can take on more of this and kind of work from wherever I wanted, do kind of have the best of both worlds. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of how all of that came to fruition. No, that's great. And yeah, having obviously chatted to you for over a year now when you were doing your film production work, like it sounded intense. Like, don't you want to talk a bit more about that? Like how you kind of were balancing having a typical job, although 12 to 14 hours a day is hardly a typical job. But how did you kind of balance that with doing your, pursuing your own projects as it were? Yeah. I mean, one of the beautiful parts about the industry, so I work freelance in film and TV and we work really hard for months at a time, but then because I'm freelance, I would end up taking um, two to three months off during the summer. And then that's when I would really propel my own side projects forward is during that time. But it's hard to... I've realized since that like consistency is what's really helpful because where I would work really hard for two to three months it would go to the back burner while I'm working in film and TV. And so, you know, working on it once a year, I mean, I would dabble and do a little bit as I could, but it was just, I realized how much consistency would help. But yeah, I mean, essentially the hours are long, but they're very inspiring to be able to do it. And I've worked on both the production end and the post end. So the production end um, has the much longer hours. It, they're like 12 to 14 for the position I was in. But usually, yeah, like it's 12 to 14. 12 hours is standard. Mm-hmm. And then in post-production, it's much more of a like kind of 10 to 6 for our typical hours, unless we're on deadline. Mm-hmm. But that was in an office. It was like an office job. So it was good to be able to have consistency. So when I transitioned into that role, I was able to consistently work in the evenings on it, but it was, I missed being out in the field, actually experiencing new places because it was just like another office job. At that point, you're seeing the same people every day, just sitting in your off your room, your office and doing the grind. So I wanted something that was more of a hybrid, like having tastes of both. I was like, there's benefits to both. But even this, it's getting me closer to what I want, but it still wasn't quite the thing that lit me up. Yeah, I can understand that for people. Yeah, there's so many people who are like, I, I don't want to be in the same office. I know that was what kind of did it for me. I, I mean, 
I'll put my hands up and say I basically did one year in a corporate office and that was plenty for me. Yeah, staring at the same four walls every day. But I guess that obviously you've got to start somewhere, right? So what would your kind of tip be, like number one tip, like not like five months down the line, like what would your kind of initial suggestion be? Like you've got somebody who's like, I can't leave my nine to five, but also I want to pursue this passion project or I want to go remote. What would your kind of initial piece of advice be in balancing that? I would say one step at a time. And honestly, if you can give five to 10 minutes every single day of just doing the next step that needs to be done, whether that be a little bit of research, outlining something, writing down ideas, looking up one website, setting up one account, like do one thing every day that even takes 10 minutes. I did that for a little chunk of time and I was really blown away by how much, how much more quickly things were progressing because I used to wait until I had a whole day to spare or a good chunk of hours. And where it feels very productive to like, I got so much done. There was a long span between where I didn't move anything along. And I found that just doing five, 10 minutes, sometimes it turns into more just as your momentum goes, but committing to the just five minutes or one small thing Oh my gosh, that changed everything. So perfect. Yeah, I mean, it is. If you think about, like, I like the visualization of a brick house, like building a brick house, right? You build it one brick at a time. And then if you can visualize it, like, say you did that for 30 days. Now you have like this little half wall that you didn't have before. And it just is continually building. And that's going to be the journey of throughout the entire thing is it's never going to be done. That's the thing. And I think accepting that was also really key because then putting the individual bricks in felt like I'm just always building it, which also was very fulfilling and motivating to continue on doing it. Wise words can agree more. Yeah. (laughs) One step at a time. Everybody starts it you know level one or you know at ground zero or whatever like everybody starts in the same place it's just about yeah. keeping that consistency like you mentioned before and keeping building yeah 100 percent agree so a bit of a switch now because obviously you've mentioned the fact that you kind of want to be out and about and like doing your work on the go as it were you're about to go on a remote work year i am yes tell us a bit about that so i am going on a year of travel around the world. It's going to be 12 different countries, one month each for a year. So I am so excited for this. Travel is something I've always really wanted to do. I actually found it the like, I would say two to three years ago, and I wasn't fully remote then. So I had seen it and thought this is such an incredible thing. It's actually called remote year. And I was like, this is amazing, but was like, you know, can't do it. And then it popped up in an Instagram ad. So it popped up for me again. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can actually do this. Part of working freelance, that's part of why I've done it is because I do get those chunk, those months off. And my intention was always to use them to travel. You know, life is what it is. And that didn't happen. I did little mini trips, but I really had wanted to be immersive experience where you go and you live. And that's exactly what this remote year is. It's a month embedded in that community. You 
everyone on it is also working remotely. So it's part work, part travel, which is beautiful for me. And yeah, so I'm super pumped about it. It's still a little bit surreal. I can imagine, and especially like tie in the pandemic. I imagine it all feels kind of like, what, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I'm kind of like, now's the perfect time because the whole world is remote right now that it's enabled me to, I know that right now I can. And that is one thing too, that I've been learning is that nothing is certain. There's no certainty that we have. And like, I cannot bank on two years down the road that I would be able to do something like this, but I can right now. So as like, I want to use the word scary, but it's a different thing than scary. It's like nervous, especially because COVID is still present, right? Like it's still, borders are still, like everything's still in flux. But you know what? I was like, just go for it and take it all as it comes. No, 100%. I think it, it sounds like a really good, program this is not sponsored like i've not done one myself (laughs) but it sounds for somebody who is looking to remote work for the first time and is looking for kind of style of travel that they want to know about within a space where someone else has organized like majority of the like you know accommodation a couple of tours involved workspace like all these different bits and pieces i honestly sounds like such a good idea like 12 12 countries in 12 months that's insane and you're working the whole time but like insane in a good way that's also exciting yeah I mean the fact that they're taking care of everything is honestly one of the thing is is the reason I'm doing it Mm. a huge reason why I hadn't done it in the past was like I didn't know where to start it felt overwhelming to try and organize something and also go by myself to a new place which I mean is also so many lessons I've learned in freelancing and remote working in general is they kind of parallel, right? It's like you're entering unknown territory. And honestly, I found it so much easier to navigate with a support system. So that I've brought into like my passion side. And now having that in the travel side, I found that that support really helps make things happen. Mm. It's kind of a safety net and everything. So no, I'm so grateful to have found this program. It's making real what I was a little bit too scared to do on my own. I'm excited for your journey. I'm honestly so excited for your journey. We're obviously going to have to catch up in like six months and like see where you're at and like what part of the world you're like, you know, adventuring in and building business up in and like, oh, it's going to be incredible. Because it's not like your standard, you know, backpacker experience. It's people who've already got their established remote work, like, mm-hmm. and or potentially like, like, like you might be building up their own like passion projects and things on the side. So, no, I'm so excited for you. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited to see the person I am when I get back. Mm-hmm. Being just internationally, my first experience with it. My world was so small. It's like I only knew what I knew. And then I went and did an internship at Disney World. And it was the first time that I was around people from all over the world. That would be envious enough. Let's put it that way. That's a good place to start. (laughs) Magical Kingdom. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, that changed you. I mean, it changed me so much. I can't imagine like traveling to other countries. I visited only two other countries. And even those experiences, like I was there for like nine days. And those experiences changed me. I can't imagine what this year is going to do, not only for just 
you know, seeing how other cultures are and do things in different perspectives, but also from a personal place of gaining confidence, um, just knowing that I can do this. Like, I'm just excited to see, yeah, what comes from it, what personal developments happen from it. And of course, how all the, you know, I'd love the side passion to become a business, to be able to like not do the remote work for others and do the remote work for myself. So that's going to be a huge goal to transition that over this year as well. We're being elusive about your what you've got coming up. So I think if people want to find out like your journey and they should, let's go follow you on Instagram and all the rest of it and follow your journey because you've got some very exciting things coming up. So well thank you. Yes, please do. And yeah, it's Tara dot Terpstra is my handle. We'll link it. But yeah. Save me a job. Save me a job. <laughs> but just coming back to it. I mean, you mentioned obviously like maybe you've not traveled as much, but why has travel always been important to you? Or like why is travel now important to you? And kind of why is travel important to the lifestyle that you're creating as well? I would say from a very young age, I've just felt drawn to so I guess I would really start like my grandparents lived in California and every year we would go visit them. And it was like, I had lived in the Midwest. So going to the beach, seeing palm trees, palm trees for me were like, oh my gosh, I would get there and I'd be like palm trees like that. And seeing, going on the, seeing the beach houses and just seeing this different way of life that people had, I was just mesmerized. And I knew that I wanted to discover more of that. It made me realize that there's more to the world. And I had just felt drawn to discover more of it. It was so much fun. Then when I was getting ready for going to university, a huge draw for me was that study abroad. That was like, I was kind of basing my decisions based on which program had a study abroad. I mean, same girl, same. (laughs) And I was like, and where is it going? Okay, Spain sounds awesome. I was just kind of like... You know, it's like what you see in the movies. Like for Spain, for me, it was like having roads that are literally rivers or like little. And I was like, that sounds so cool. So really just like seeing amazing views. Where did you go for your study abroad? Or did you do a study abroad? I didn't. So that's been part of this thing is because, so I ended up not, yeah, I ended up not studying abroad because I didn't finish school. Like I moved to New York instead and my whole journey just shifted. So like missing out on the study abroad, I felt like, like that was something I was so looking forward to. I was like, I have to go abroad. But so I did end up doing going abroad a couple of times, but it's, it's still every time I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want more of this. I just, it was kind of part of my self discovery and my journey having. I grew up in kind of a very conservative, closed world. And then being exposed to different things, it just, I was like, wow, there's so much out there. And it's helped me with self-discovery, helped me kind of understand things better. And the more that I'm exposed to, I feel like the more me I become, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like... That's my journey. I want to know what else is out there. I mean, there's so many different ways of doing things and there's so much we can learn from each other. Like, honestly, I've learned so much from hearing other people's stories and experiences and 
meeting people with different ways of life. And in the current environments I'm in, you kind of just see sameness all around you. So I'm really grateful for the internet to be able to find different ideas and different ways of living. But I want to experience it firsthand because I feel like there's so much to that. Having a conversation with somebody, really being immersed in it is a totally different thing. No, I, I agree on that one. That like you don't know what you don't know. And so like you yeah. can explain certain things to people without sounding like a snob. There are certain experiences when you travel and live abroad that you just cannot replicate somehow when you come back home. And so finding those people who have that same experience, it's just another connection. It's another way to connect with people. And yeah, it's, it's a shared experience. So no, I completely agree with that one. It definitely is. I mean, the thing that struck me most, like my first trip abroad was to Paris. Mm. Like the United States is really, especially being in New York, it's such a like hustle mentality and such a, just like, what are you doing next? Constantly go, go, go. Like there's stuff all around. And when I was in Paris, it was just peaceful and quiet and people sit and they people watch. And there were literal artists on the street, not just like vendors selling stuff. It was like artists with their easels. Like what you see in the movies is real. Like they were actually doing that. And love a good people watch in Paris. It's got to be done. Yeah. And people do that. And they they sit in a cafe. Like they actually take a pause. It's not a coffee on the go. No one was eating on the go. No one was having a drink on the go. They took the time. They sat at the cafes. All of the seats were facing the street. Like the point was to people watch and to just have a quiet moment and enjoy your espresso and your pastry. There was no to go. And in the United States, it's like you're eating in your car, you're eating on your walk. You're like just kind of jamming everything in. And it was so refreshing. Like I didn't realize the difference in lifestyle that you could have in until I felt it there. Mm-hmm. When it's the entire culture of a place, it's such a different thing. Like in the United States, we have moments of it, but to experience the feeling of the culture of it being just how things are done, you could see it in people's personalities. You could see it in the way that they walked and moved and talked. And it was just such a shift that I've never even been aware of. Um, So it's stuff like that that I'm super, super excited to experience more of. No, I 100% agree. Um, When I lived um, in Brazil, I lived on a little island and they had an entire word for the lifestyle of this Brazilian island, which it's not just exclusive to this island, but when you said like, oh yeah, like Florianopolis, like, oh, it's so jibaga. And there's like no real translation in English, but essentially it's just a mixture of like slow and kind of chill as to the point where things just aren't going to happen. If you could never on this island expect things to happen quickly, like it was just so everyone was the same again. It was like island mentality, like, oh, we're going to chill then. Like, it's not going to happen quickly. Systems are so tough. You have to jump through so many hoops for the most random things. So, do you know what? We're just going to chill and be jibaga, like whatever. And I remember as a 20 year old, that frustrated me so much. But now, like, you know, nearly 10 years later, I'm going, oh, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, why wouldn't you want to, like, do what you just do what you need to do and then go chill on the beach? That That is the one of the biggest things that I was like, yes, sign me up for that. Because that sounds way better than this, like, 
hustle, go, go, go. Like it, it just was so, even in the body, so relieving. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the transitioning from sort of what we've been programmed to constantly be working to the point of burnout and ill health and all the rest of it to actually take it for me. I'm sure you, I feel like you've probably the same with this. It's kind of taking back control of your life, not even just work life, taking back control of your own life. A hundred percent. I mean, that is hugely, I kind of started to be like, why are we doing the things that we're doing? Like, honestly, having not finished college, it took me a long time to really accept that because I always thought that I would. But having not done it in the journey of like acceptance, I was like, why do we do the things that we do? Why are, you know, we're kind of, it's like go to college, then meet someone get married, buy a house, have kids, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what happens though, if you do things alternatively? So I already had stepped out by not finishing college and moving to New York. I had already stepped out of that system of like, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. And so to navigate that was really tricky. But what came with it were a lot of questions of, well, how else can we do things? Mm -hmm. And that is where looking to other cultures and looking to other places. And like, I've read so many interesting books, even about like Scandinavian countries, like how they, different systems that they have in terms of happiness and even different like religions and all kinds of things. Like it's predominantly Christian here, but there are so many different religions and ways of living and things like that, that I've been exposed to and learned so much from honestly, all of it. So I really feel like being exposed to more of the world really allows us to accept more things, even about ourselves. Like for me, I've been able to accept so much more about myself because where I might not fit into like whatever the standard is here, that's not all there is. And I think that was so refreshing to understand and realize is that there are so many different ways of living and it's all 100% okay. Like there's nothing wrong. They're just different choices and experiences. And so I think that's something that's really beautiful and maybe why I crave more of seeing what else is out there and kind of building for myself. Because with that, it was like, okay, well, if you don't adhere to all these other norms, why do you have to work a nine to five? Why do you have to build someone else's dream? Like literally all the companies we're working for, someone owns them. They all started really small. They all started as mom and pops and then just grew. Even if you think of Amazon, like he just started selling secondhand books online and taking it back to that. It's like these people just started somewhere Mm -hmm. and then it gradually evolved. They didn't know what it was going to become. And I know a book. Yeah. I think it's impressive with, the companies like Amazon who had to live through the the internet is a phase time. <laughs> and they've got to, and maybe, they've got to get through your own. The internet is the phase. And maybe that is the version of remote work is a phase. Maybe this is kind of that version of it or being an entrepreneur. Like it's so much easier now because of social media, because of everything we have access to share actually what we do. We don't have to go through a middleman anymore. We have direct access to share the thing that we create. And I think that that is really going to shift things moving forward. Because whereas before, if you were an author, you had to go through a publisher to even get your book seen. Or if you were a musician, you had to go through a label so anyone would see or hope that your mix like got around enough. But now 
we have platforms where you can self-publish, you can put your own work out there, you can self-promote, you can become your own brand. Mm-hmm. And that is really changing things. And I think that's a lot of the future are people being able to do what they love and being directly connected with people who enjoy what they love. Mm-hmm. And that is really what I I'm more so just curious about it now. And I want to be part of that kind of movement shift. I mean, we're already seeing it happening. And maybe that actually is the new version of the internet Mm. is the ability to self-promote. So like my big thing, I guess, this year is going to be an experiment in, can I make this happen? Can I offset what I would make from a traditional kind of job into kind of being an entrepreneur, really? So I got chills. I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I kind of agree with you. Like now is kind of a perfect time in a way to sort of go, right, okay, like this is this is my goal. This is what I want to do now. Like this is what I've been almost I feel like the pandemic in a way has allowed us to also let go of like certain things that maybe weren't working for us before as well. Like it's been a crazy ass year and a half, let's be honest but with its massive highs and lows. But I feel like it's kind of given us an opportunity globally to be able to reflect on what matters to us, like kind of take a hard look at our lives and kind of go, right, what is next? Like, what am I going to come out of the pandemic with? What would you say, like, whether through remote work or like kind of building your passion projects and things like that during the pandemic, what would you say is like one big lesson that you've learned because of that or had to learn because of that? This is a tough one. For me, I was already a bit of a resilient person anyway, but it's kind of like I went into lockdown. This is not a normal thing to do, but I feel like I personally went into lockdown with the mindset of like, okay, if I can make stuff happen in a pandemic, there's nothing I can't do, which was a bit of a crazy ass thing to think, but it really has shown that coming out of it now, a year and a half later, you know, looking at where I'm at, I feel mentally where I am financially uh, and all the rest of it I actually feel pretty damn pleased with myself it's not that it wasn't easy but it for me I'd say that the pandemic it really has taught me just how resilient I can be and so it's kind of like okay and it's and having that mindset of like I can do this I mm-hmm. brought in more money than before like I know people don't like hearing it but I brought more money in I brought in like work that I'm just so proud of and I would just build up I don't know how to explain it. It's like I've built up an even stronger community around me. But also for myself, I have so much more compassion and so much kind of more, it's kind of like I have a bigger self-love for myself. I think I'm just being English at this point, like, ugh, feelings. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> we'll stiff up, stiff up a bit. But it, yeah, I think it's that sense of resilience and just being, like you mentioned before, it's being your own safety net. Yeah, I would, I would say that that is probably one of the biggest things is being your own safety net. And for me, it was a lot of less is more. Mm. Learning to slow down and have patience and be okay with the empty space and not constantly filling it. Like we, I didn't have the luxury of like filling the empty space like I used to, you know, like places were closed. Like it worked for a little while trying to fill all the time. But when you're in a isolation kind of place it is a lot of you know you're you're there with yourself Mm. and 
I think in the biggest thing for me was also how important it is to be with myself. I really started to pay a lot more attention to my feelings and the thoughts that were coming up and really worked through a lot of things I didn't even know needed. Like I'd always been a really hard worker. And I too went into COVID being like, okay, I have all of this time. I'm going to bring this business to life. And what I really realized was to bring it to life, I had to really work through. It's not as much as building the business as it was getting over my own fears, insecurities, whatever baggage was keeping me from moving forward and actually building this business. And that is so much of what I realized needs attention is, I guess, actually realizing what is self-love, what are my needs and how can I fill them for myself and not look for others to fill them. And so through the pandemic, I'd say the biggest thing I've learned is how to practice self-love. And that comes in the form of boundaries, knowing my own needs, and also filling those needs, learning to say no, kind of all of the feel-good things that we're like, ah. I, I don't know what it is. I, when we're having our accountability chats, I'm like, yeah, I feel I feel like this. And like, I'm just so... And then not having on a podcast and admitting, I've got self-love. I'm like, bleh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of the wishy-gushy side of it, but it it is the difference between like... Mm-hmm. So prior to this, I had been trying to build my business for six years. I kid you not. Mm. Going into like going into the depths of myself and uncovering all the just personal mindset things that were holding me back, actually letting go of those things, accepting whatever I needed to accept and actually putting priority on self-love. And that doesn't mean like a spa day or a like it's getting announced it's, yeah it's beyond those versions of self-love and it's although those things are very nice <laughs> it's that deeper level of my time is my time it's getting over people pleasing it's getting over it's getting over low self-esteem it's realizing my value and my worth and what i allow into my life who i allow into my life the kinds of things and really since i've become more aware of all of those elements, things have progressed so quickly, like so quickly now in a way that where I was struggling through it before, now because I'm putting the focus on myself and really what it is too is creating for myself and not others. Like that's a huge part of it. It's like not trying to figure out what people want, what the algorithms want, what the best system is. It's really been going from a heart first, kind of like, this is what I feel like creating. This is what I feel pulled, drawn, whatever the word is to create. And that I feel like has brought me so much farther than trying to like hack my way through what building a business is or what being an entrepreneur is. I was reading so many books about how to and actually now just getting my hands in there and figuring it out as I go, allowing it to be one step at a time. I mean, it's gone. Pardon? I said it's gone places where before it was kind of stagnant. Absolutely. I think it's very interesting. I think we've chatted about this before in our chats, but I think coming to a place where like book it's always good to read like, I feel like you can never go wrong in re- in reading but actually getting to a point for yourself where only you have the answers 
right. your life. Like it's a pretty powerful place. It's peaceful, funnily enough. I mean, I think we, we were both sat there on our chat like a couple of days ago. Oh, well, I feel so calm and I'm in my boob space. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love the boob space where your brain goes boom. But I'm gonna sound like such a nutter saying that. But anyway, no, I completely agree. I think and I don't know how you get to it specifically, but I know for me doing journaling and things like taking half an hour, like just to write a page. Like we tried the book called The Artist's Way back at the beginning of the year, and that was three pages. But I think down the line, it just felt like write what you need to thoughts of the day down. And mm-hmm. if, it's a, if it's a paragraph, if it's a page, great. And then that was kind of like, right, all my anxieties and fears for the day are dumped onto a piece of paper. Or not necessarily. Sometimes it's just about working through things, like you said. Like working through whatever it is that, you know, you're like, okay, right, what what do I need to do today? What What is the answer I need today from myself? Just something like that. And then I think I found that mindset is like 80% of the work anyway. Everything yeah. else falls into place. Like you've seen it. You've seen it with me. Like... <laughs> Yeah, 100% mindset, I would say, is like the one magic key that I Mm -hmm. wish more of the books talked about when you're going through it. But it really is everything. And I feel like I wish I had a more profound way to speak about mindset because it really is the key. Because we have, you know, the mind is a muscle and it's always trying to reinforce our own thoughts. Like that's its job is to reinforce the world and keep us safe. And a lot of times our brains just automatically, it has some go-tos because that's been habit, but we can shift that habit. So in terms of like confidence and in terms of like all the insecurities I had, I realized could be shifted with mindset and just having different self-talk. I mean, a lot of that is self-talk. It's what we allow our brains to say about ourselves. I'm scared. I'm no one's going to like it. Who's going to want to read this? Who's going to want to look at this? I think and then, today. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, you didn't do enough. Or, oh, I wanted to get more of this done. And it's really just been like shifting it to, okay, you got this done today. Great. You are one step closer. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. You, I don't know. It really has just been picking up on those triggers and it's paying attention, like, is a huge part of it. Where it's still definitely a work in progress. But I think, yeah, that's inevitable. It goes back to what you were saying about building your house. Like, yeah, you're always building the house, like whether that is then like, you know, painting your door today and then like, you know, polishing something else tomorrow. Like you're not, it's not you're going to build your house high and high and high, but you know, house needs upkeep and maintenance at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what it, I think that's what frustrates me sometimes is that it's all very nice having this kind of fluffy language around mindset. But I think people forget that, it's also about action. The people that people like they forget that it's it's good to have mindset, but it kind of gets put off in mainstream. And who knows? Like maybe this is the start of actually, you know, it being a more definite thing. Like talk to people, kind of like you know your average fitness is. But people forget that also like that. That's a big part of it. But then also do the action. Yeah, actually build your house. <laughs> Right. Well, because mindset is more than just positive thinking, positive self-talk. Like it's not that. And I feel like sometimes that's what it comes across to me, but you're so right. It's that it's paired with action. So it's basically getting out of your own way so that you can actually do the thing that you want to do. Yeah. And that's where the mindset thing kicks in Mm -hmm. because I found I was paralyzed. Like I 
I tended to be more of a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And so thinking things weren't good enough were the reason that I wouldn't share. Well, that's a mindset thing, right? Like, so shifting that to, you know, I created it. It's perfect as it is. Share it. It doesn't need to be anything more than that. So the mindset doesn't keep us from moving forward. That's basically the goal, I think, of shifting mindset so that it isn't the thing that blocks the forward momentum. So I guess my final question for you is, let's stick with the first year of freelancing, remote working. Is there anything that you wish you had known during that time period that you'd like to share? Yes, I would say just take it one step at a time. Like not feeling like I needed to know everything in order to start, like actually just starting and figuring it out as I went, I think would have been, I would have started so much sooner and would have had like a much larger body of work to show for myself had I, I tried to figure everything out ahead of time before actually taking action. And I wish that I just would have taken action and then allowed it to be more of a progressive development because that's what I'm doing now. And it's so much more, it's just so much better. Nice. Tara, thank you so, so much for being on the Remote Worker podcast. It has been amazing. Like I've said to you before, I, I, I kind of had to stop myself. Otherwise, I could have kept going. So we're going to have to check back in maybe before um, you we catch up with you on the remote year. But if we don't, obviously, wishing you all the best on that. We're going to keep chatting on our regular chats anyway. But yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I'm really excited to hear like all the other people that you talk to, to their journeys. And thank you for bringing this to life. I'm also so proud of you for bringing it to life and bringing some more goodness into this world. So thank you so much. Oh, my heart. You're amazing. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Remote Worker. And thank you, Tara, for your awesome advice. You can find links to Tara's website and Instagram below. Tag Tara at tara.terpstra and myself, World, and let us know one thing you wish you'd known about freelancing in the first year or one thing you're excited for in your first year of freelancing. You can also find the podcast on Instagram at The Remote Worker Podcast. Thank you so much again for listening and we can't wait to remote work with you again soon.